Welcome everybody to Halfway to Heroes. Thank you for checking out episode seven. Yeah, episode seven now. Uh, hey guys, what happened on episode six? <laughs> don't, don't everybody speak up at <laughs> once. Come on now. We're... Someone said something about a creek and someone threw someone over a creek. We threw something across the creek. It was a river. Or someone. And used a rope. I don't remember a creek. So. And the rope broke or something like that. Yeah, it was a river. It wasn't a creek, man. Oh, it was, I mean, well, yeah, if it was a creek, we could just walk right through there. Uh, yeah, that's true. All right. So I don't think I don't think it was that easy. I think we had the There was a big old snake in there. I know yeah, that. Yeah, we had to finagle some shit. No, we threw a rock or something with a rope tied to it. At the snake? <laughs> I don't know, man. Somehow we got across this thing. Maybe we befriended the snake, and he's like, "Come on, guys, I got Definitely you." Not. I think he tried to take a bite out of <laughs> the snake. Had somebody, and I think I greased up the snake. <laughs> <laughs> he greased up the snake. Pretty sure. <laughs> Why did we cross uh, this river before? Yeah, <laughs> before. Let's backtrack here a little bit, guys. <laughs> There's a vault underneath the school that had some orbs inside of it, and apparently these are like some super. Badass weapons that got stolen, and we're trying to find them. First question, do you guys know what town you're heading towards? Flanderdash. Second question, do you remember the cl- the hint that's leading you to Flanderdash? There's like a big storm over there, and it's not usually stormy? There is something to the east, or the south, or east. something like that. It was raining for 10 days? It's been yeah, it's just been raining nonstop, which is very unseasonal for this uh, time of year for this area. And gotcha. the orbs that were stolen were weather orbs, and uh, this looks like weather. Something weird's happening with the weather. So yeah, you guys, <laughs> ancient illithid weapons, aren't they, or something like that? Or we used them against the illithid? Uh, these items were made by the storm god Talos. But, like, the armies of Modras use them to fight back against the Illithid. So, these aren't, like, Illithid artifacts. Gotcha. Um, and, all, hey, also, you all did really good uh, graduation speeches, so we don't want to leave that out of the recap. Oh, we graduated. Yeah, and you guys, yeah. Hey, yeah, and you guys graduated. I think that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> uh, we ended with you all just getting your first glance at... Flanderdash is a very familiar site to uh, Clyde. I don't know if any of you others have passed through Flanderdash. It looks familiar to me for some reason. It's a pretty small town. I I mentioned that when you all walked and were coming upon the town. Uh, by the way, right now, just it's like flooding rainwaters. Uh, everything's muddy. You all are just soaked through from the past couple days of walking through this rain. But uh, we ended with you all seeing that Clyde obviously recognizes his hometown. He spent his whole life growing up here until he went to the academy. And then I mentioned that you, you other three just seems like a grouping of uh, four or five buildings that just seem to happen to stood up at the same time. Um, four or five buildings with 16 people living in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, Clyde, Clyde could also like let you know that, you know, the people like the farmhouses are further away on their bigger plots of uh, land, but they're still considered. Gotcha. So I am sticking with that 16 population <laughs> <laughs> that Just somebody mentioned in the end of episode town. six. Yes. Uh, and, uh, 
You all uh, cross through the archway with the Welcome to Flanderdash sign, population 16, and uh, you're kind of slogging through. It's like a gravel road, but uh, with, with the amount of rain, it's also kind of mostly kind of flooded over. And you see Clyde's probably growing up one of Clyde's favorite buildings. Uh, you see the tavern of the town. Uh, it's While Clyde was living here, it kind of doubled as a tavern, the town shop, uh, where you would go to post uh, kind of job job postings on the bulletin board outside. It was kind of the one-stop shop. And uh, so you're... You see about 200 feet away the uh, sign of the Majestic Goose Inn. And um, <laughs> you, you actually see just outside of the inn, you see a horse-drawn cart with a halfling sitting on it. And uh, Clyde, you know, you recognize um, Thuin, uh, the half-orc kind of... Uh, She's not just a bar. I mean, she's the owner of the Majestic Goose. She runs everything. She does the cooking. She uh, runs the the entire shop. Um, and you see her unloading some barrels from the back of this this horse wagon. And uh, she's just getting drenched in this rain. And uh, you all are walking closer and closer to the tavern. When at that moment you see her grab one of the barrels from the wagon and. As she's turning to set it down, it slips between her fingers from the rainwater. And as it smashes into the cobblestones, it just explodes in the splinters of uh, wood and this dark liquid, and it spooks these horses. And these horses just break off into a sprint, heading straight towards you. This is a little halfling that's like in the driver's seat of the wagon, and he just goes tumbling backwards and falls off the, the back of the wagon. And you hear Thuin say, uh, Save my beer! Help! Help! And these horses are closing in fast at you four. They're coming at us? Yeah, they're running like right at you guys. Um, it's a, a runaway wagon, uh, beer barrels kind of spilling off the back. Let's go ahead and roll initiative so there's a little bit of order to this. Can I just squirt some grease down? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'd be good or bad, man. Might have some, might have some broken horse legs. I got 13. What's more important, the ale or the horses? The ale. <laughs> 17. 4. 10. Uh, so we'll say, uh, Merlin, you're kind of the fastest to do anything. You've got these two horses uh, coming right at you. Uh, it's, they're booking it down the main town road, which uh, there's only like two people in the path. But they're directly in front of the horses, and uh, the the rate that these horses are approaching, you don't think that they can make it out of the path on their own. So the scene is the horses are about 150 feet away from you all. Uh, there are two people, one that's um, about 80 feet from you, and one that's a little bit closer to you, about 60 feet from you. Uh, and these horses are just booking it right towards both of them and to you four. And uh, you do, at, at that moment, like before you even get to react, you see one of the barrels, along with the halfling that fell overboard, one of the barrels of ale also uh, crushes the ground and splinters out and spills everywhere. That's sad. I think I'm going to try and uh, hop on one of these. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to like hold your action and like wait a little bit, because uh, at, at the How moment... 
At the moment, they're about 120, 150 feet in that range, but they're 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 horses and they're dashing, they're sprinting oh, yeah. at you. So they'll probably be there soon. How far? How far can we move? 30 feet normally, or if you dashed, it'd be 60. But then that's like your whole thing. Let's tie a rope across so they trip on it. I can make some mayonnaise. <laughs> Do we know like about how much health a citizen? Of a town would have. <laughs> uh, you, you would think these two, uh, I mean, they're um, workhorses, right? So they're huge. You would think that if these two plus the wagon ran over one of these two people, it'd probably be game over. Can we can we just yell at them to move? Like right now? I mean, they see the horses, but uh, just the speed of them plus the speed of the horses... You, uh, you're kind of doing the mental arithmetic, and you don't know if they're going to get out of the way in time or not. I mean, they're trying; they're going to try, but you got to think this whole thing is happening all simultaneously. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, if I did my Eldridge blast and pushed like a horseback, <laughs> would that stop them? I mean, if you killed it, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'd kill them. Merlin knows. Okay, uh, Merlin, I should know. Health Merlin, home, you but... roll me a nature check with advantage. Okay. Because of your whole horseback story. <laughs> I forgot about your whole horse. Well, I rolled 17 plus what? Oh, okay. Your nature. Zero. 17. So just, okay. Let me pull up horse stats. I didn't think about you guys hitting the horses. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, at first I was thinking about pushing the people out of the way, and I was like, well, I might kill the people. Uh, hey, Dustin, what's the damage of Eldridge Blatt's? A D10, it says. I guess at level one, I might be able to do it at a higher level, but I'm just going to do a level one. Uh, you would think that a horse should probably survive an Eldritch Blast. You would give it you a ni- you would give it a 90% chance of surviving. All right. <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> How many horses, you say? Two. Two. But I can only do one Eldritch Blast. I'm going to shoot the one in front are they like they're running side by line? Side. They're side, side by side. side. Yeah. Are they connected to each other? Yeah, they're all connected to get to each other and to the wagon behind them. Is is Ubo shell indestructible? No, definitely. Not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have all a right. question. When it's my turn, I'm gonna shoot the left horse. All right, roll me a, a, a attack roll for it. It's got like an AC and stuff. Got an air conditioner on it. I got a 19. Okay, uh, yeah, you hit it. Go ahead and roll your damage. And I'm going to roll D10. The horse has nine hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Four. Okay, yeah, you... Uh, oh, and then what's your push do? Because I know that that's kind of what you were going for, the push. It pushes the creature up to ten feet away from me in a straight line. Okay. So um, straight back, ten feet. So they're running full speed, and it pushes them ten feet back. So I don't know if that would... Uh, Stop them have... and at least slow them down. Okay, yeah. So this one, I'm gonna have the other one roll a strength save. Oh man, a 19. I'm gonna have the other, the one that you hit, uh, kind of gets pushed back, um, and and falls a little bit back to the side. And the first one is so spooked, it it keeps going, keeps trucking, and it actually you see the harness that's between the two of them snap. And it's now it's just one horse that is sprinting full force at you, and, and the wagon is now kind of wobbling left and right, pretty violently. 
Uh, and you see another barrel go flying off uh, and shatter to the ground. Um, but the other the other horse kind of gets pushed back and does like a tuck and roll type thing off to the side, out of the way of the wagon. Um, so now you've got one horse that's it's actually a little bit slower now as it's trying to pull this wagon by itself, but it's still coming at you, and the wagon now is like uh, rocking back and forth. Gotcha. Next up, I had Barry. All yes. If I were to use Thunderous Smite, okay, and I hit Ubo's shell, okay, because he could kind of take some damage with it, it sends out that 300-foot range of, of that Thunderous Sound and has that knockback if they don't succeed on a strength saving throw. The knockback is only within like 10 feet. Oh, is it? Okay, that's the what I need to The sound is 300, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I was confused about. Okay, so where are these horses at now? Um, now the the one horse has just gained a little bit of ground because technically it hasn't been its turn yet and trying to stick a little bit to Dungeons and Dragons mechanics. Uh, we'll say that's now about a hundred feet away from you. I'm going to go ahead and say that if you all wanted to, like somebody else could go before anybody else. Uh, cause I, I just kind of wanted the initiative. I mostly wanted it for you all and the horse and the horse horses rolled last so really you four i mean merlin already kind of did his whole thing uh but really you other three could do whatever you wanted uh before the horse how how old is this horse it, i mean it's a pretty sturdy looking horse you wouldn't think that it'd be too old i want to i want to i want to chuck my maul like a frisbee kind of thing see if i can hit it <laughs> <laughs> oh that reminds me okay so you cannot throw heavy weapons which i believe i think your sword is and and that reminds me that we need to kind of nerf uh sean's throwing thing to just like a one-hander wrench so he'll have like a two-handed wrench and then like a one-hander wrench i I was listening to episode five and i realized that we can't have a heavy throwing weapon he threw a two-handed weapon he did not throw it, <laughs> but he was going to make that his returning weapon. Oh, yeah. So you could throw it. Can you, like, pull anyone to us or anything like that? Like a thorn whip? Or maybe we just close our eyes and let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> but the ale. But the beer, man. What are the chances that, you know, if I still went the thunderous smite route, that it, the noise would, like, scare the horses off path? I mean, you could try. I was, I already was kind of planning. If you did do that, I was gonna do a, a wisdom save for like fear for the horse. But I need, I need to attack something. That's why I said Ubo shell. Are you alright if I hit attack, you, Ubo? Attack the. I'll heal you the afterwards. Rock in front of it. Can I hit a rock, or does it have to be? Uh, yeah, you can person? hit like anything like big enough. We can say there's like a, a rock a little bit off to the distance, like a like a volleyball shaped sized rock. All right, let's do it. Alright, uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead, you just go ahead and, uh, you hit it, use your spell slot, send off this, uh, booming 300 foot radius, uh, wave, and, uh, you, you see the horse, like, as, as it's sprinting straight at you, straight at the two civilians in the way, is that sound wave, you actually can, like, see it kind of, like, going off towards the horse, and as soon as it, like, reaches it, you see the horse kind of start, uh, like scooting its its hooves in the like the mud and like trying to stop, it's kind of sliding a little bit, uh, but eventually it does stop and then it turns. It hasn't picked up full speed yet, but you think it's about to take off running in the other direction. 
We'll say it's like ninety feet away from you all now. This is the this is the loose horse, right? That was running towards the people. The horse in the wagon with the ale in it. So it had stopped. The people now are good. Okay. They are safe. But now this horse is going the I other way it. by itself. Alright. I think that was my turn right there. Uh yeah. So I I said, yeah, uh, we'll say the horse is eighty feet away now. I I said ninety. We'll say it's eighty feet away now. But it's like it's slowly turning and about to turn the other direction and run. Alright. I'm gonna tie one part of my rope to Altrex's foot, and then I'm gonna try and lasso one of the horses. Okay. Since they're stopped. I've got my foot flamely, firmly planted. Okay. It's 60 feet. 60 feet. So you would have to... Uh, so Altrex didn't use his movement. You and Altrex have to kind of, like, walk together. Because Altrex didn't use his movement. So you guys run towards the horse before you get, like, within range with this rope. Uh, and you start uh, lassoing. Go ahead and make me... Um, Athletics? Animal handling? Though I do really like animal handling. Let's do athletics. I got a 16. Okay. All right. Um, So uh, you all see Uba quickly start to run up towards his horse with Altrex. Like he's kind of dragging Altrex. Throws a knot around Altrex's foot. Lassos his horse. And you see it catch the horse. Uh, The horse is still trying to go. It's now Clyde's turn. <laughs> it's going to drag him. <laughs> We're going to have to chase old checks down this town. <laughs> I mean, I weigh a ton, though. 450 pounds. This horse is definitely dragging more than 450 pounds. <laughs> right now, Altrex is attached to the horse. Yes, by his foot. And the horse is about to go. Uh, I'm 657 pounds. Oh, dang. Yeah. Still, it's still pulling. It's you. still, yeah. This wagon, it definitely like those barrels of beer. You would think that they're, you know, over a hundred pounds each, and there was about a dozen of them on this wagon. <laughs> Am I already being dragged at this point? Not yet, but it's like it, the horse is next. Okay. <laughs> is there a tree nearby? Uh, 10, 15 feet away from it. I'd like an old kind of uh, no leaves on it. It's kind of a Kind of a sickly looking tree, but is there like a good live looking tree? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean the 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 trunk of the tree is sturdy enough, but <laughs> Wait, two draft horses can pull uh, eight thousand pounds each. <laughs> Horsepower. Could I give Clyde a uh, utility right now, or would I have to wait? What what kind of utility? Immovable rod. I forgot about that. Oh, that's just a button press away, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to Clyde. I'm gonna do it. All right, Clyde, grab his immovable rod. So Clyde just takes off running towards Ubo and Altrex, and Clyde grabs around the waist of Altrex as Ubo hands the immovable take rod. The, is is Altrex on the ground? No, he's standing still. I'm going to put all checks on the ground. I'm going to take the immovable rod and put it between his legs. <laughs> Good okay. thing I don't have junk. Okay, yeah, and you press that button to activate the immovable rod. And um, 
What did you say? Draft horse, draft horse that could pull eight thousand pounds. 8, yeah, I believe the movable rod has eight thousand pounds. <laughs> it has a horse on top of it too. It's like made for this moment. Jeez, yeah, somebody literally wrote this to stop a draft horse. I, I, you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> so yeah, you see the horse take off running, but it's just like tethered. So as long as Altrex doesn't move, he's just like grinding up against this immovable rod. You see sparks flying. <laughs> it's, he's kind of like just wiggling back and forth. Uh, but you have caught the horse. And after a few moments, like before you guys could even get to the horse, it eventually gives, gives up and kind of calms down a little bit and quits trying to run. So you have solved my horse puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, I hope you brought some of your buffing tools with you. I'm going to need them. I always have that. <laughs> First off, uh, before Thuin even makes it to you all, that halfling got, that got kind of <laughs> just fucking yeeted off of the, the wagon uh, yeah, it comes, <laughs> comes running up to you, and he says, uh, Oh, thank you for not hurting my horses. He, he reaches out his hand to you all and says, Um, uh, thank you for helping me. My name's my name's Bud. Bud Lightfoot. Uh, thank you for saving my ale, <laughs> saving my beer. How can I repay you all? We have some questions for you. You might be able to answer. And we'll take some of your uh, your ale. Oh, uh, sure. A, a barrel on me. Just one. Each. I mean, we, a barrel each. We, we saved your horses and your. I mean, sure. Could you really all drink a barrel each? Well, Clyde can drink one by himself. Okay. I mean. Yeah, that's a small price to pay for not having to buy two more horses and 12 more barrels of ale. We also have questions for you. Well, shoot, how can I help you? How long have you been in Flanderdash? A good hour? (laughs) Well, you're no fucking help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dropping off some beer. I'm not from here. Where is she? (laughs) Uh, And at at this point, uh, Thuin, the, the, the barkeep, a uh, half orc woman. Uh, she makes it up to you. She's got uh, Clyde. You recognize her clear as day. Um, she's got these kind of lightning bolt uh, tattoos t- on her face. They're like tribal tattoos, but like they look more like uh, lightning. She's got this like a uh, black, thick black hair with this undercut do. And uh, as she's she's first running at you all to probably thank you, but then she stops dead in her track. And she says, um, Clyde, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. I think you should head on in. Probably, you're probably going to want to grab a drink. You all should probably grab a table. Uh, let me clean up out here, get things situated, and uh, I'll be right in to speak with you. Is that okay? That's fine. Thank you, tiny creature. He, he wants to shake all, of your four, all four of you guys' uh, hand. Uh, he says, uh, no, thank you all. Uh, could, could, could you all unload your own, your own barrels? Really? Well, they're bigger than me. <laughs> Fine. And Clyde goes up and takes like two under his arm. <laughs> like one under each arm. He's holding, uh, Merlin's barrel. I'll grab Ubo's. Okay, cool. So, uh, so all tracks has one under each of his arms and, uh, Clyde has one under each of his arms. While you all are making your way into the inn, you see that Thuin finishes up unloading the wagon, and you see uh, Bud Lightfoot 
hop on his horse and um, just take off out of town. You all head into the Majestic Goose. And actually, before you all get into the bar, uh, Clyde, quickly, you notice that across the street from the Majestic Goose is a building that wasn't here when you moved away. Uh, It seems to be a general store, and uh, it's got a sign that says the Giant's Hammer on it. And then uh, you just... uh, you know, take note of that before you head into the bar. Inside, you see that it's, I mean, Clyde, it's its like the day you left. It's well enough furnished for the area. Uh, it's clean. Thuin definitely does a good job at keeping a, a tight shift going, and you know that she makes really good food. Uh, you do see just a half-orc and a goliath at one table in the middle of the inn. Um, other than that, the place is empty because it's kind of, midday still except for sitting at the bar you see the funky four what the fuck and menly turns to you all and says uh i instantly rage well look who finally showed up and quick quickness of turtle uh looks at you four and he actually gets his feet and says uh Hello, guys. We overheard you all talking to Headmaster Wake and thought that maybe we could have another race of sorts to see who could get the orbs first. Wow, Ubo, did you get to keep your battle bot from Biohazard? Mine's still broken from when you smooshed it, but um, that's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to... I, I never got a voice for Clara yet. Uh, Clara, I'm going to keep her kind of the silent type. <laughs> it's just easier. Uth, yeah, Uthor says, uh, yeah, we... Uh, I don't know. We thought that it... It'd be kind of fun, uh, kind of a good uh, competitive spirit, you know, if we uh, saw who could find the orbs first, you know, and bring it back and save the school, save the world, you know. This is not something to take lightly. Not at all. That's why we were kind of wondering why they would only send one team out, you know? I mean, this is a big deal. We're the superiors. Because they probably trust you as much as I trust Daryl. Is that a lot? That is none. We're, we've never, we've always gotten good grades in school. We've always done well. We were second in the Scrimwar dungeon. I mean, they have no reason to. That's right. That's right. You were second. Well, I, that, I mean, second out <laughs> of 12, that's not too bad. If you're not first, you're last. I'm going to give Quickness the remote. You're going to let Quickness uh, play with the bro yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I kind of like Quickness. He's, like, floored by this. Uh, and, A, I did not know you had a fucking remote for this thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's a, it looks like a Nintendo controller. <laughs> That's what I pictured, too. <laughs> like a classic NES. Uh, yeah, so he just, like, having this thing go up the walls and, like, along the ceiling and just, like, kind of hovering <laughs> around the place. And uh, he's just like in awe at this. Uh, and uh, Minley comes up to Merlin and says, um, "So, how did you all finally make? It? I mean, what what took you all so long to get here, Merlin? Was it you? Were you napping again? I can't remember. Um, there was a a river somewhere, and I I just I went blank. And you you couldn't just like fly or levitate across the river i can't fly can i call a huddle can i call a team huddle okay cool i'll i'll be over here at the bar we'll be <laughs> did, back did we all leave the same time or you you all didn't see the funky four leaving but for all we know they could have left after overhearing where we went down to the office and talked to headmaster wake and 
Got That's what Axel. I'm saying. Maybe they maybe they're so butthurt, butthurt that they didn't win. They stole the orbs. They're definitely and now they're trying. Now they're trying to get favor back. Hmm. But someone stole the orb, and then they told us where we were going. Why don't we try to see if they can tell us anything that we may not know already, and then we just fucking ditch them. Because <laughs> I really Let's don't do like Uthor. <laughs> Over my dead body, will we team up with them? <laughs> I'm with Ultrax. What about Quickness? I like that guy. Quickness is okay. He's all right. He's all right. He can he can help us out, and they can just be the funky three and fuck the fuck right <laughs> off out of here. <laughs> Maybe we can steal quickness from them. Let's let's pull let's pull quickness over here to the team. Oh, <laughs> yeah. pull him over here real quick. Uh, hey, quickness, come back over here. Group huddles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you need your remote pack? Uh, no, you can keep playing with it. I'm going to keep this in. I'm going to apologize that I have not been doing his voice fight, and from here forward, I am going to do his voice fight. Continue. Yeah, how can I help you all? What is the 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 thing keeping you hanging out with these guys? Well, I mean, I, they were in, my dorm mate, mates from year one on, and um, they they've all been very nice to me. They they helped me a lot. Uh, Uthor helped me get through my religious studies courses. Um, Claire over there, she uh, taught me a couple exercises, bulked me up a little bit so I could make it through PT. Um, <laughs> Minley, uh, well, Minley's a little, little abrasive, but I mean, uh, she's okay once you get kind of past her rough exterior. She's, um, she's, she's got a good, she's got a good heart. How'd you like to play with Ubo's robot anytime you want? Oh, I would absolutely love that. <laughs> and we mean anytime. Absolutely love it. Sold. I'm in. <laughs> Give me that remote. We didn't even tell you what you're in for yet. Now uh, I get to play the robot whenever I want. <laughs> we need you to accompany us on our mission. Ah, uh, can't do that. Unless Why? the other three are in, can they come? <sighs> <laughs> That's going to be an issue, quickness. I mean, I mean I got 4 years with them. Um You know what? I mean between and he looks over his shoulder and makes sure like the others are like far enough away. You know what? To be honest, I mean Minley, I know for sure, is she's still very sore about losing the Scrimmore Superior title. So I can tell you right now, she for sure is not going to want to join in on this. She's kind of using this as her opportunity to show that our team, the Funky Four, should have been the superiors. But uh, Uthor maybe would join up forces. Uh, Claire, she's kind of hard to get a read on sometimes. But I'm going to say that the other two are probably going to follow... Minley, whatever Minley decides, and I'm telling you right now, Minley's just not going to want to, she's going to try her best to solve the case before you four. I made this new device, and it forces the enemy to tell the truth at all times, no matter the question. Would you be willing to uh, submit to a test? (laughs) How about four, um... For 30 minutes of robot controller time. Sure, that's, that sounds good. I mean, that's 40 uninterrupted moments that I get to just completely run this thing around town. 40 moments? That seems like a lot. <laughs> 40 minutes. Oh, minutes? Sure, sure. <laughs> do whatever you want. Okay, yeah, sure. Trade. Deals. Well, uh, do you guys know anything about the orbs? 
what do you do? You give him something? Yeah, I think he knows. Like they they know about the orbs. Like what uh, Clyde was getting at. They know something. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, you had a device. You you said you had. Yeah, a but I made it up. I was trying to trick him into. I mean, are you showing him a device? <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, pull something weird looking out. I'll just be like. <laughs> <laughs> pull one of, one of the spikes off just, your uh, uh, yeah this is what you have to put this on your noggin and i pull it off i put it on his head and uh if if the you if the wearer doesn't tell the truth it instantly kills them <laughs> <laughs> okay deal all right uh do, do you or any of your party uh know the whereabouts of these orbs uh to the best of my knowledge nope now he gets my robot for 40 minutes. Is that all you were going to ask him? One question? <laughs> all right, did, did you guys steal the orbs? <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, nope. <laughs> uh, How good is your knowledge? All tricks. Get behind him and kind of like, don't shock him, but like tase him. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly. I mean, I didn't steal them. None of my party, none of my friends told me they stole it. And I, I trust them with my life. All of Quite- them? Quite literally, all three of them, yeah. They would never do me wrong, so that's why I'm saying... I mean, I cannot say definitively. I, I'm not them. I don't watch them 24-7, but I trust them with my life, and as far as I know, we didn't. they, they didn't steal it. I walk over, and I place my hand on his neck on the back, okay? And I squeeze a little bit. Oh, wait, the device starts <laughs> beeping. Beep, beep, beep. And I squeeze oh, a little bit. You must have told a lie. <laughs> Prepare to die. I, I, I did it, though. I didn't, though. Your device is messing up. Are you making this noise? Why, why were you guys eavesdropping on our conversation? And nothing happens. All <laughs> tricks. Snap his neck. <laughs> He's all right. I like this little guy. Yeah. Well, a little bit. So, I mean, we, we tried really, really hard to be the best of the best we wanted to be we wanted that title of scrimmel superior and when we didn't get it i've got a device and um you see him take out this uh it looks like a little miniature like satellite device i i made this in year two and i uh, i've I've used it to kind of eavesdrop a little bit on conversations and uh minley and uthor and claire found out about it and Minley kind of thought, hey, we should use that and try to get the upper hand as much as we can and on their mission. So that's how we heard about the orbs. And we thought, hey, we can we can find those orbs. We can find the orbs any day. I mean, not like yesterday, but we can find them sometime, somehow. This isn't really helping. <laughs> Do you know why Minley's so angry? Honestly, it seems kind of directed at Merlin. I don't really know their history all the way, oh. but... Does, does she like Merlin? <laughs> Merlin, go ask her out on a date. Go sweet talk her, Merlin. Go go offer her a free haircut. <laughs> <laughs> no, just ask her on a date. Take her some flowers. Black flowers, like warlock shit. I'll say at this point, like you guys have been talking to um, and letting uh, Quickness kind of play with Grease so much that now Thuin has came into the bar. Uh, she seems to have finished unloading the ale from outside and she takes her place kind of at the, like the behind the countertop behind the bar. I'm going to go talk to Thuin. You go there and you sweet, sweet talk that lady. <laughs> What's her name again? 
Mindy. 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 So if we are going to do this in separate scenes, I'll have um, Clyde. Clyde first. I'll go with Clyde, but I'm just tagging along. Let him do the talking. But as I'm walking away, I'm flipping off Uthor. Right, <laughs> and he right sees that. He face. sees it for sure. And just like, sh- like he like throws his hands up in the air, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Clyde and Altrex approach Thuin, and uh, she says, "Well, now it's it's been a while since I've seen you, Clyde. Uh, have you? I I actually got something for you. What you got for me?" Uh, she reaches behind the bar and she actually pulls out this big folder and she's flipping through pages and papers and she hands you over this document. Uh, it looks pretty official. It's got a notarized sign, signage at the bottom of it. Um, and you see your mother's name, Luann. And he said, she says, um, with Luann's passing, she gave me her will to give to you. She thought that you'd if you came back to town, you'd be having to stop through the Majestic Goose, so that's that's why she gave it to me. So what are you trying to say? Do you do you not know about your own mama's passing? Well, when did she pass? Uh oh, Clyde. She Clyde. She she's been gone about a year now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Clyde. Sorry, man. Did did you really not know this whole time? I didn't know. She got she got <sighs> sick about shit. About two years ago, she she wasn't she wasn't doing too well. She she didn't really want to. She didn't seem to want to worry you while you was at school or anything. And she didn't know quite how serious it was, but. Yeah, she passed away about a year ago. I thought for sure, some way or another, you would have heard about it by now. Nope. Yeah, she left the, her last will and testament with with me, figuring, you know, next time you stop by town, you had to go to the one and only place, the Majestic Goose, and that's why I've been holding on to it now for... I mean, she left everything to you, Clyde. All right, well, well let, let me see it. She hands it over, and uh, it's it's that document at the bottom. It's uh, signed the Luann Riemerstadt, um, and it, I mean, it's about as basic as you can get with a will. It, it says uh, everything I own goes to my son Clyde Riemerstadt. So yeah, you got you got the the farmhouse, the farm. I mean, nothing's been grown for about two years now over at your farm, but. I, gosh, Clyde, I'm so sorry. I thought you would have known. Otherwise, I would have, I would have brought up the subject a little bit kinder to you. First, my daddy, Roberto, <laughs> now my mom. Your daddy, Samuel, right? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Is she gonna turn up as a ghost? <laughs> Oh shit, when he gets to level 14, maybe we can have his mom come <laughs> Mama and dad. The whole family's back. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Ah, oh, Clyde, man. That's terrible news. Terrible news. He, he changed his name to Roboido to sound cooler. <laughs> Not while he was living here, he didn't. 
<laughs> and the ghost world. He, he got he got a new girlfriend. Ghost world. What? Oh, your mom's gonna be pissed. <laughs> what's fuck, her name? Fuck yes, yeah, she is. What's his, what's his girlfriend's name? His ghost girlfriend's name is Roboida. Roboida. <laughs> oh gosh, Clyde. Oh, man. I did not think I'd be the one breaking the news to you. That that hurts me. <sighs> Clyde, if her house is still here, we can post up in there. That's what I was thinking. It could be our headquarters. Yes, while we're here. We can set up base out of there. We can rebuild it. We have the technology. (laughs) Do you have the key to it? Actually, no. She literally just left me this will. I don't know. Uh, Clyde, would you know where she would have left the key or anything? Under the mat. Yep. Under the rock. Under the mat. (laughs) There's a rock (laughs) under the mat? (laughs) What's that stupid little bump there? (laughs) (laughs) You don't see this bump. Trying to trip the intruders. <laughs> should, should we have like should we have like a house party slash wake here tonight? Yes. Yeah, we'll invite them and try to befriend them so they'll be our squad. That sounds good. Yeah, there you go. Thuin, we need we need all your ale for tonight. We have four barrels. <laughs> that's that we need, be plenty. <laughs> we need more. I mean, I it's generally a gold barrel. Thuin, look. Clyde lost his mother and just found out, even though you've known for five years or whatever it is. How about we give you five gold and you give us ten barrels? That's half a gold a barrel. I mean, that, for Clyde, <laughs> he yeah, needs that, it. Yeah, that that's that sounds that sounds fair to me. What? By the way, Clyde, Clyde, what brings you and your friends into town? What are you all even doing here? I got a quick question. Oh, fuck, out we forgot to. We forgot to yeah, out of, yeah, out of character. What's up, Dustin? <laughs> Is it still storming on us? Oh, There's it's rain. It's it's been raining nonstop this entire time you have been in town. Uh, you guys are in a building now, so it's not raining in the building. <laughs> okay, so I wasn't picturing that the whole time. These horses running in the sloppy mud and all that, but we're in a building now. You're in a building now, but the rain is not let out yet. So, Thuin, the reason we're here is because we heard it's been raining exponentially. We're weather forecasters. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, Clyde. Have you ever known it to rain this heavy this early in the summer? Nope. And that's kind of why we're here. When did it start exactly? Oh, shoot. It's got to be about a 10-day ago. Almost exactly a 10-day ago. Can you recall anything, anybody showing up into town or anything happening? When the rain started, around that same time. Something that was different from the norm. Uh, all tracks, specifically, roll me an investigation check. Thirteen. Plus zero. Well, and you see her, like, it, it takes her a moment. She's kind of racking her brains. And eventually she says, well, ten, ten, uh, ten day ago... Now that you mention it, I mean, I haven't, I don't think I've seen the scarecrows come by my shop since the rain started. Who are the scarecrows? Oh, oh, of course, you all, you all ain't from town, you wouldn't know. Yeah, the, the scarecrows, they kind of, I call it strong arm, and they kind of strong arm the shopkeeps of the town, they collect a, a fee, they say it's for our own good. They say that it's for a rainy day in case, you know, uh, any of the crops ever fail. 
they say that they're going to give back to the town, but uh, as far as I know, they're just a bunch of thugs that are stealing our money. Uh, mm. far, former Larry stood up to him about uh, about two ten day ago. He ain't been seen since, but now that, they used to make the rounds every four or five days, but I mean, I guess it's been about 10 days since we've seen them. About when the brain started, last time I saw them. Where are they located at? I, t- I mean, I don't know that. They, they, I don't even know who they are. I mean, there's only about 16, 17 people in the town. I couldn't even tell you who's members <laughs> of the Scarecrows or not. They, they come in, they got these burlap sack mask on, they got these, uh, Scarecrow, patches on their shoulders and they uh they ask for money say they're gonna protect shops and uh you know help us out if we ever need it with that money but um with i couldn't tell you any any members of or anything like that or where they're at am i with them i thought we were gonna do like me separate so i didn't know if i was with them or not yeah i mean whatever you whatever you want if you want (laughs) to you're still in the voice (laughs) (laughs) Clyde you're from this town have you heard of these scarecrows Clyde you have not you have never heard heard of these scarecrows we need to find them do you know how many scarecrows there are I mean my best guess just kind of basing it on different voices and kind of heights and and such of them uh, coming in the shop I'd say maybe I don't know maybe four of them five six no more than six, I wouldn't think. Dag, dag but that's like a third of the freaking town. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go investigate the new shop. Wait, he still has to try and, uh... Oh, oh, yeah. I have a quick question for you, Thuvan. Yeah, anything for you, Clyde. I'm so sorry about your mom. The, the people on down the bar, do you recognize them? The cat, the dwarf, the dragon, and the, and the elf lady? Mm-hmm. No, I ain't, I ain't never seen them before in my life until today. They just came in about an hour before you all. You do me a favor? What's that, Clyde? Can you, can you charge them double whatever they get? Clyde, for you and your mom, I'll, I'll charge them triple. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mark my words, we'll find these scarecrows for you. We need you to keep them occupied, Thuan. Keep them in the bar. I think I could do that. We need to take care of things and don't need them messing around and screwing things up for us. Yeah, I can I can fumble the bill a little bit. I can take a little bit longer for their drinks and such. They they were asking me some questions earlier. I honestly, honest to God, I ain't I ain't know the answers to them anyway. But I'll uh I'll engage them in some conversation for you, Clyde, and your friends. All right, Thuan, thank you for all your help. On our queue, you'll know when we're leaving. That's when we need you to keep them occupied and keep them distracted. And yeah, no, no problem at all. All right, guys, follow me. Robert Hagia. So, Minley, you look like the the leader of this group. Yeah, how can I help you all? Do you need any clues or any kind of guidance for finding? We the have orbs? all that we need. Thank you. Oh, no problem. But- <laughs> we are we have had a long journey and we're gonna leave and go recoup back at our place 
But we have a party going on later in celebration of Clyde's mother who passed away. Celebration? Yeah, she wanted a celebration of life, not a funeral or a wake. That makes sense. That's kind of how I want to go out, too. So we'd like to invite you all, if you would like to come and join us for this party. Merlin wanted us to specifically ask you if you wanted to go with him. You see Merlin in the background, like, just like, blushing. His cheeks (laughs) flushing and... (laughs) You're going to have to tell us where this is. We don't know where this house is or anything. Well, there's only 12 houses here. <laughs> there, there are six houses in this town. Uh, so Look just, across the street. Just so you're there picturing it, it, like the farms are big still. So like you really can't see all the farmhouses in the area. If you leave the town circle and go out towards the farms, Clyde's mother's house is the second on the left. Yeah. Okay. That's the second farm on the that's left. That's the one that's bright pink. <laughs> okay. Well, it's like dingy pink now, but it is pink. <laughs> okay, we might. Yeah, we might. We might stop by after our investigation. It's in the shape of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shoe, a pink shoe house. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we might. We might stop by. That sounds kind of fun. I think we could use a little bit of unwinding as well. I mean, we've been just go, 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 go since the since the dungeon and graduation week. So. Yeah, eavesdropping is pretty tiring, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to say that out loud. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you all there. All right, sounds good. We'll see you there in about two hours. Ta-ta. See you there, Minley. Hello, everybody. It is your Dungeon Master, Adam Deweese here. Thank you so much for checking out Episode 7 of Halfway to Heroes. We really hope you all are enjoying the story so far as much as we are. We're having a lot of fun with this, and uh, I want to give a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragon Bait, Brittany Ballestero, Danny M., The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Sofa Kingdom, Uncle Scott Shainsaw, Jeremy Fair, Not Iron Claw, Danny T, Matthew G, Brittany D, Undead Monkey, Naomi Sweet, Jurundu, Brian Bridges, and Gene L. Thank you to our newest patron, uh, the Lawful Stupid Podcast. Thank you, Lawful Stupid Podcast. Uh, if you have not yet, definitely head over and check them out. Uh, it's a great podcast a great group of people they're fantastic if you want to get your name on this list and get a whole bunch of other cool bonus content you can head over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bits.ly slash halfway to patreon 
Both of those will take you to our Patreon page where you get bonus content for this show and One Shot Onslaught. You can get uh, NPCs named after you, uh, such as Thuin in this episode, and we've got one um, in episode 8 that is named after a patron. Uh, you can play in One Shots with me monthly. Uh, you can create NPCs and uh, magic items for the guys in One Shot Onslaught. Uh, there's a lot of cool bonus content you can get uh for as low as $1 a month. So head over, check that out. Every dollar goes right back into the show. We're trying to slowly upgrade our mics uh, so that you all have better audio quality. Yeah, it's a great way to show your support for the show. Uh, you can also leave iTunes ratings and reviews for us. You can uh, tweet about the show, follow us on all social media. Just telling a friend about the show, getting them to listen is uh, huge for us. Every single new listener is a really big deal for us. You can join our Discord and just hang out with us every day. Uh, that is bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. Hop in there. Uh, you can play some Dungeons & Dragons by text with us. And just uh, hang out with the cast of the show. I'm to the point where I've now... Uh, <laughs> not quite remembered all of the reviews I've read yet. Uh, so if I've already read this one, I apologize. Um, I think after this episode, I'm going to have to go back and uh, make a list of all the re- iTunes reviews I've already read so that I didn't miss any and so that I don't repeat any in case I am repeating this one. Uh, so Adelro28 says, Refreshing. The perfect mix of gameplay, general nonsense, and specific nonsense. The pacing is good, and they don't take themselves too seriously. They sound like they are having a great time. Well done, fellas. Thank you so much, Adelro28. If you want me to read your iTunes review, just uh, leave it. I'm getting mostly caught up. I think there's a few more I've yet to read, but I want to first you know, check that list uh, and make sure. Um, so yeah, we will um, be putting out episode eight in two weeks now. Really excited for that one. That one was a lot of fun. I I am really excited just to edit that one. Um, and uh, if you have not yet, you could go and follow our other show, One Shot Onslaught, where we play through adventures from dmsguild.com. And uh, they're all one shots. So you can jump in on any episode that has part one in the title. And uh, next week, we're actually releasing a star-studded uh, special episode with all guest players. Uh, so we've got uh, Josh from Sneak Attack and Titans of Altera. We've got Jordan from Fate and the Fable Maidens, Bianca from The Broadswords, Celeste from Venture Maidens, Brian from You Meet in a Tavern. It's uh, a really good episode. I can't wait to get that one put out. So uh, go check that one out. And again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I have a light hammer that I could throw. You could throw that, yeah. But it only has a max of 60 feet range. So oh, if I yeah. move 30 feet, we're still at 70 feet away from the Yeah, it's still, you still wouldn't quite be in range of this thing. And I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I could arc it. You know, <laughs> see if it'll hit it in the head. You know. Should I throw a hand axe at one of the horse's legs? <laughs> or I can take my great axe and throw it in Altrex's crotch and to keep him from You're being You're just going to chop a horse's leg off? I don't have any spells, man. <clears throat> if Sean didn't hand me that rod, I was throwing an axe at his leg. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I, I didn't know where else to go. <laughs> This right here is Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't even think yeah. he was a weatherman. Was he? <laughs> I am Walter Cronkite. <laughs> I, Adam, have no idea who that is. Me but, neither. Um, <laughs> he yeah. used to say, this is Walter Cronkite shining off. <laughs> it's like I, the I only know him from Bruce Almighty. Stay Walter safe. Cronkite. Be calm. And go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to beat you, Adam, but it didn't work. A majestic goose podcast. Honk.